All right, Jabo said, good morning, a good chodesh. Let us begin. The beautiful daf ahead of us today begin by thanking our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of ER to thank Yohanan and Shushi Ehrenfeld for dedicating all the Sherman Drushos this month in memory of the Zech Nishmas, their grandfather Yosef Ben Shmuel Aaron. Benjamin and Elise Wall of Netanya for dedicating the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in memory of their dear friend and mentor, Moshe Chaim Ben Tzvi Hirsch. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. We also thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Hillel and Lani Goldman, with incredible appreciation. In honor of Dr. and Mrs. Jacob and Goldie Milner, and with appreciation to the Kehila. So with that, let us begin. We thank all of our sponsors for their generosity. Beautiful David of us today. Thank you, Treb Kalman Akiva, for giving Shira over the last couple of days. Today's Daf is Nun Vav. We are going to pick up at the top of Nun Vav Ahmed Aleph with a quotation from the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says as follows, 56a, second line down. So the Mishnah explained that remember again, this ramification of this statement will really have two parts. But at first glance, the Mishnah is talking over here about Yibum, that how is one able to affect a Yibum, a Yibum relationship? So Ma'ara and Gomer. Gomer means a complete act of Bia. Ma'ara, again, we'll see exactly where Ma'ara, I should say, not Ma'ara. Ma'ara means the initial stage of Bia. So again, we'll discuss exactly what the definition of the initial stages of Bia, what that actually means. The Gemara says, my kana. What does it mean? So we'll say, so again, here's what the Mishnah is telling us. Obviously, if a person engages in a complete act of Biyah, that affects evil. But even if a person doesn't engage in a full act of Biyah, but we'll call even the initial stages of Biyah, we'll call it, yeah, we'll call, that's how we'll define it for now, an initial stage of Biyah. So it affects Yibum. But when we say affects Yibum, so what does that mean? So my Kana, Rav Amar Kanalakal. Rav says it literally is, it's kone in every single way. In other words, that it's ke'ilu, a partial act of bia or an initial act of bia. It's just like a complete act of bia, and therefore again affects yibum in totality. Look at Rashi, kanalakol, ba'achos minabios gruas halalu. So we'll say it's interesting. Rashi uses this term over here of bia grua, which literally means a compromised form of bia or a lesser form of Bia. Even in this lesser form of Bia, Rashi says, Kanala Lekal Dover. Ultimately, she is acquired as the Yavam's wife in every single way. Now, Rashi gives a good example of this. For example, Va'ochales Bitruma Miyad Im Koinu Afilo Halach Lemedina Sayam Velo Bala Biasagmur. So Rav says like this, when there is this Ha'ara, when there is this initial form of Bia, or as Rashi calls it, Bia Gerua, a compromised form of Bia, it still affects marriage in totality. So they're totally married, totally. So for example, for example, let's say the Yavam was a Kohen, right? which obviously means the Yavam was a Kohen, that means the deceased brother was a Kohen as well, that's the way this works. Right? Let's say he only did this initial form of Bia, not a complete Bia, she would be permitted to eat Shuma. Remember again, the wife of a coin is permitted to eat truma. So should be to truma. So therefore, Raf says this bia gerua, this initial stage of bia, this partial bia, completes affects total marriage. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says no. Shmuel says no. Amar Shmuel Amar Lo Kana Ella Ledvarim Ha'amurim Beparsha. Shmuel says 
it only works for the specifics for the specific items mentioned in the parsha of Yibum. What are those things? The Yarish Benichse Achiv Ulapotra Minayibum. What it does is Halachalamaisa that that initial or that partial bia allows the Yavam to acquire the deceased brother's estate and ultimately exempts the Yavama from Yibum. You'll see what that means in just a moment. Take a look at Rashi. Hamura Beparsha. Beparsha's Yavmim Shekasav Ba Mikraze Yavama Yava Aleha. The Darshinale, Bain Shogig, Bain Mazid, Bain Ones, Bain Rasan. So both say, it's very interesting. Shmuel says that what we'll call a partial bia, or to borrow the verbiage of Rashi, a bia girua only has the ability to affect marriage in a way that is limited to the items mentioned in the parsha of Yibum. So the partial bia will go ahead and allow the Yavam to acquire the property, the estate of the deceased brother. That's number one. Number two, so look at Rashi just a moment. Excuse me. Or the Patra Meibam. Rashi says, Deimais, Velobane Meisha Cheres, Muteres Lushuk. Oimotsia Beget, Lobaye Chalitza. Oim Haisalotzara Niftra Bibiaso Shazu. So for example, let's say Allah Chalamaisa now, the Yavam. Does the does the ha'ara? He does the partial bia, and then he dies, and then he dies. But Allah say he has children, so the yavama would not be chayeves in yibum after that. Good. So I will say, Rav and Shmuel. If you have this partial bia, which I will say, by the way, for now, for now, we'll, 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 the Gemara is going to define what exactly this partial bia means, but let's define it by what it's not. It's not a complete bia. Okay, so let's just define it that way. What does this affect? Rav says it affects total marriage in every single way. Shmuel says only affects marriage in terms of the items specifically mentioned in the parsha of Yibum. And for our purposes, what that means is inheritance, living brother, right, surviving brother inherits the deceased brother. And ultimately, again, they're married to the point that Allah if the Yavam were to now die, unless the Yavam has children, she would not be the, the widow who's now the widow twice over, would not be chayaves in any kind of yibam or chalitza. Okay. So the Gemara says, well, let's analyze. So says the Gemara, uh, um, I'm sorry. So listen to this. So the Gemara says as follows. So if we're talking about if we're talking about a situation where she was widowed from Nisuin. So let's just take a step back for just a moment. Reuven was married to Rachel, right? Reuven is a Kohen. Reuven is a Kohen. So Reuven passes away without children, leaves behind his wife Rachel to his brother Shimon for Yibun purposes. So if Rachel is widowed from Nisuin, everyone agrees that when Shimon even does this partial bia, that she's permitted to go ahead and eat truma. Why is that? Because halacha lamaisa, she was already eating it while she was married. So keep ligi. Where is the machlokis Rav and Shmuel? Mina erusin. So I'll say this is fascinating. Let's say Shimon, let's say Reuven, excuse me, only did erusin with Rachel, and then he died, and then he died. So I'll say now watch this. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says minhani suin right across in Rashi. So heichal the nafla the fun of minhani suin shikvar heiso chales bime achiv ukishemes batal ubatal kinyano paska milachol 
the Holy Amalo plead the Kanyala Hach Biodrua Lachila. See, Rabbi say, if Rachel was widowed from Nisuin, now Rabbi say, just again, Hilchos Truma, Hilchos Truma, when a woman marries a coin, she was only permitted to eat Truma from Nisuin and on. She is not permitted to go ahead and eat Truma from Erosin. So, like, so the Gemara says, so if Halacha she was married in Nisuin to Ruvain, and now Shruvin passed away. So everyone agrees, now everyone agrees, that Halacha Lamaisa, even with this, even with this Ha'ara, even with this initial, partial Bia, she'd be permitted to eat Truma. Why? Because since she was already eating Truma beforehand, it even all you need is a Bia Gerua, even a compromised Bia, to allow her to go ahead and resume eating Truma. Where is the Machlok? It's Kipligi, Mina Erisin. They will say, watch this. Let's say she was widowed from Erison. She was widowed from Erison. So Ruvain passed away during Erison. Right? He did Erison. Now remember again, a woman can't eat truma as a result of Erison. So Ruvain passed away during Erison, widowing her. Now Shimon comes along and performs this partial bia. So does that partial bia allow her to eat truma or not? Rav Amar Ochales. So Rav says yes. Rav says yes. Because Rav says in general, in order to affect Yibum, what kind of bia do you need? Any kind of bia. Right? The truth is, again, we saw this in the Mishnah. Right? Even an imperfect bia, so to speak. In other words, even a flubby, even a partial bia is enough to go ahead and affect Yibum. You don't need a complete act of bia. So therefore, Rav will say that even this, even this initial bia is going to be enough to allow her to eat truma. So the Gemara says, Shmuel Shmuel says, no, no, no. Ki Rabbi Rachmana lo'okmei b'makom ba'al, la'lumi mi'ba'al lo. So this is very interesting. Shmuel says, listen, and most, what a, what a, what we'll call it a compromised bia or an initial bia will allow the yavam to be is like the husband. It will never allow him to be stronger than the husband. So we'll say, so this is actually very interesting. Shmuel will say, remember again, if you're going, to, if all there is going to be is this compromised form of bia, or in this case, it's, I shouldn't really call it compromised, because ara just means an initial bia, but not a complete act, then halacha lamaisa Shmuel will say that only allows the yavim to at most be on par with the deceased husband, not stronger. Now, in this case over here, the deceased husband only affected erosin. In erosin. Truma consumption is not permitted. So therefore, Shmuel posits that if all there is is an initial act of Bia, not a complete act of Bia, at most, that makes the Yavam as strong, that makes Shimon as strong as Ruvain. Ruvain did not enable his wife to eat Truma because all they had was Erosin. At the end of the day, therefore, Shmuel posits that therefore the initial Bia of the Yavam should not allow her to eat Truma either. To which the Gemara says, "Va'az the Shmuel Shmuel goes according to his reasoning. Why is that? Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Va'az the Shmuel Tamei. Damar Av Nachman Amar Shmuel. Kol Shabal Machil Yavam Machil. V'chol Sheina Ba Machil. Eno Sav Yavam Eno Machil. Kishmuel says the halacha lamaisa essentially, whatever the husband entitled his wife to, ultimately the Yavam entitles his wife to. 
But whatever the husband did not entitle his wife to, the Yavam also doesn't entitle his wife to. Shmuel will say the Yavam could be no stronger than the Baal Now to be clear, just understand, obviously once there is a Bia Gimura, right? Once there is a complete Bia, and now she's married to the Yavam, of course she is permitted to go ahead and consume Truma. That's not the Shaila. The Shaila is in this stage where the Yavam has not completed an, a full act of Bia. So Shmuel says, in that scenario, he can be no stronger than the initial husband. And since Reuven only affected Erosin, and in Erosin, Rachel was unable to eat Truma, therefore in the absence of a Bia Gimura, at most Shimon, at most Shimon, could match the husband, and therefore Rachel still won't be able to go and eat Truma. Obviously, once Shimon affects a Bia Gimura, then Halach Elamaisa, then Halach Elamaisa, I'm sure will be permitted to go ahead, Rachel will be permitted to eat Truma. So most of that's analyzed. Fundamental Machlokes. So Meisfeh, let's say, is a kasha. Basti, so both say, very interesting case here. Basti, so apikachas. Here we go. We'll say, so no Yibum right now. So actually, there will be Yibum in just a moment. But right now, So we'll say, let's call her Rachel. Rachel becomes betrothed to Ruvain. Now, in this case, Ruvain is a Kohen. Ruvain is a Kohen. So everybody's healthy. Everybody's totally competent. What happens? And what happened? Before Nisuin happened... Ruven became a cherish, right? Cherish deaf mute. Cherish deaf mute. Now we'll say. Now what happens? Now afterwards, Rashi doesn't. doesn't say it explicitly, but right, right afterwards, he he has beer with her. Right? See, so he affects nisuin. Now we'll say. Now the problem is the nisuin of a cherish is not really a nisuin, right? Because again, nisuin requires das. A cherish doesn't have das. So okay. So below his pick lekonsa. So what's the halacha? Eino ocheles. Rebos in a scenario like this, she cannot eat truma. She cannot eat truma. Now why can't she eat truma? Because the nisuin happened without das, because the husband was a cherish. So then it's below his pickle, Okay, that's stage one. Stage two, mace. Ruven dies. Ruven dies. Now remember again, Ruven dies, leaves behind the brother Shimon. And listen to this. Let's say Shimon's also a cherish. Let's say Shimon's also a cherish. So we'll say, what's the Now Shimon does yibum with her. What's the Now she's permitted to eat truma. Rashi says, we'll say, look at Rashi, mace. Cherish ze la'achar shekansa. So remember again, just to keep in mind the beginning of here. So Ruvain, the Kohen, totally fine, does Erisin with Rachel. Okay, sometime after Erisin, Ruvain becomes a Cheresh. But again, there's an act of relations. He quote-unquote marries her. Now it's not really a marriage, it's not really an Isuin. Why not? Why not? Because Ruvain lacks Das. Okay, so therefore Rachel can't eat Truma. Because halacha she never had any suin with a competent kohen. Reuven dies without children. She falls to Shimon, the brother, who's obviously also a kohen, and it happens to be in this case also what, also a cherish. He does yibum with her. He does yibum with her. The brain now says, ah, he does yibum. 
now she's permitted to go ahead and eat truma. Look at Rashi. Ocheles de lo gara bias cherish mi bias shogeg uznos vaones shein miskavin liknos vrabi rachman legabiyam. So we'll say here is interesting. When it comes to yibum, as we've already explained, yibum doesn't really require das for yibum. The only thing you yibum requires das for is what is what is bia. Is bia. So as long as there's das for bia, yibum is affected. Then I both say, interestingly enough, we assume the cheresh, even if he can't have das for anything else, he does have das for bia, right? He does have das for bia. So halacha lemaisa again, she's permitted to chuma. Both say, crazy case, no? So now again, what her husband was unable to do, ultimately again, now is able to happen under the yavam who is a cheresh. To which the gemara says something amazing: ubezu yafek koach hayavam mekoach In this respect, Rabbi say this is a case where the koach of the yavam is even greater than the koach of the husband, right? Because through bia with shimon, she now has the ability to eat truma, even though with bia through ruvain she did not have the ability to do so, which is pretty incredible. To which the gemara says bishlam rav necha. according to rav, this case makes sense. Why? Because Rav has always said that Bia with a Yavam does what? Does what? Everything. It, com- it, completes effect- it, it affects complete marriage. Al-Lishmuel, Kasha. But according to, Shmuel, according to Shmuel, when there is a compromised Bia, whatever the compromise may be, whether it's just Ha'ara, the initial stage of Bia, or Bia with a man who does not have dance like a Cheresh, according to Shmuel, the most it does is what? is affect the aspects of marriage that are explicitly stated in the parsha of Yibum, i.e. Yerusha, right? That the living brother inherits the deceased brother. And ultimately, again, that now should the Yavam die and the Yavam has children, she is exempted from Yibum. Amr Shmuel. So Shmuel says as follows. Amr Shmuel. Eimahachi. So Shmuel says as follows. Why don't you say the following? Eimahachi. Follow his pick Lekonsa. So Shmuel says, here's you have to read the Raisa. If Ruvain, the initial husband, didn't have a chance to marry her until he became a Cheresh, she doesn't eat Truma. However, if, let's say, he married her and afterwards he became a Cheresh, so it's talking about Ruvain, the initial husband, she's permitted to eat Truma. Okay, so that's not a Cheresh. Now if he subsequently dies... And now she falls to Shimon, the surviving brother, who's also a Cheresh, Ochalas. She's permitted to eat Shuma after Bia with the Yavam Cheresh. says, And what does it mean then, according to Shmuel, when the Brayse says, and in this way, the Yavam is even stronger than the husband. Because the reason why it matters is as follows. Because if the husband were to try to marry her with Nisuin while he was already a Cheresh, that would not entitle her to eat Truma. But Allah the Yavam is different, because the Yavam, even though he is a Cheresh from the beginning, his Bia has the ability to go ahead and enable her to eat Truma. So both say, so Shmuel is able to interpret the Brisa to reflect his opinion as well. But again, we're still at the same fundamental machlogus between Rav and Shmuel, which I both say, now we see Really, really means as follows. What happens when the Yavam affects Yibam with a compromised Bia? And I was like, compromised Bia 
could manifest itself in a variety of different ways. It can mean like the way we started this Gemara over here, an incomplete Bia, Ha'ara, just initial Bia, but not complete Bia. But it also talk about other situations where Halacha Lamaisa, where Halacha Lamaisa, the Yavam is just not a full capacity. All of those are cases of incomplete Bia. What happens when Yibam is affected with incomplete Bia? So again, Rav says it works. It works. And that's really the takeaway from our Mishnah. It works. It works. Shmuel says it works partially. And it works partially to affect those things that are spelled out explicitly in the parish of Yibum, but for other things it does not. The Machlokis continues. Vika Damri. Others explain. Mina Erisin, Lo Achla. say alternate version is that Halakha if we're talking about a situation, if we're talking about a situation where, again, I'll say back to our previous, back to the case we were talking about, where Rachel is marrying Ruvain the Kohen. Right? And now what happens? And Ruve now becomes a... Ruve becomes a cherish, Right? A deaf mute. So in the alternate version now, if he becomes a deaf mute after Erisin, and therefore was really unable to fully affect Nisuin, So we'll say in that case, if Ruve were to now die, and Shimon's also a cherish. Right? And Shimon does a partial bia that halacha lamaisa, that won't work because since she was, in other words, won't work, in other words, she won't be able to eat truma because just like she wasn't able to eat truma when her husband Ruven was alive, so too she wasn't able to go ahead and eat, so too she won't be able to eat truma under the yavam. So where's the machlokis? Keep pligi, minani suin. We'll say someone, everyone, someone's wallet is on the floor right over there. I don't know who that is. Keep pligi. Ultimately, again, where's the machlokis? Minani suin. Ultimately, again, we'll say, where does the machlokis come up? The machlokis comes up from Nisuin. We'll say, let's say she was widowed from Nisuin. So watch this. So we'll say, so again, the case over here is Rav married, so not Rav married her, right? According to Rav, so Ruvain married Rachel, Ruvain married Rachel, Cohen, and he was totally fine. Totally fine. Now we'll say, what happens? So now he dies. So now he dies. Now she falls before the Yavam. So the Gemara says, let's say again, in this case, the Yavam is a Cheresh, right? Or for that matter, again, the Yavam did a partial Bia. So Rav says, Rav Amar Ocheles, Daha Havas Achla Meikara. So Rav says, Halacha Lamaisa, she's able to teach Shuma, we'll say, even with a partial Bia. Why is she able to teach Shuma even with a partial Bia? We'll say, because she was already eating Shuma under her previous husband. So the Yavam has the ability to restore that which was. Ushmuel Amar says, No, no, no. Eina Ocheles. She can't eat. Why? Ki Rabbi Rachmana bias shogei kemezid ledivarim ha'amurim beparsha avalachom mili lo. Because we'll say Shmuel has his position. Shmuel says a bias shogei. We'll say bias shogei just means a an incomplete bia. When do we say that an incomplete bia in any form of incompletion works? That's what the items explicitly mentioned in the parsha of Yibum. But for things not mentioned in the parsha of Yibam, only a complete bia affects marriage. So I will say, herein lies the fundamental machlokas. So I will say, this is actually even a more explicit way to frame the machlokas. Reuven is married to Rachel. Reuven is a Kohen. Reuven was fine. I mean, he was fine until he died, right? He was fine. But I'm saying like, he wasn't a cheresh. He wasn't anything. He was fine. So therefore, they had Erisin. They had Nisun. Rachel was enjoying a life of eating truma. Reuven dies. She falls to Yibam to Shimon. Shimon does what we'll call a partial bia. So we'll say, so now the Shaila is, what's the Shaila? Can Rachel eat Truma now being married to Shimon? Rav says, yes. 
Because what do we see by Bia? Sorry, what do we see by Yibo? By Yibo, I'm say any level of Bia affects evil. Right? Any level of Bia. There, and, and, and furthermore, Rav says, remember, all you're doing by enabling her to eat Shuma is what? Restoring her to what she had under her first husband. And we'll say, what is Yibam all about? Yibam is se- essentially replicating the first marriage. It's an extension of the first marriage. Shmuel says, no. Shmuel says a partial Bia will work, but a partial Bia only works to establish or to allow those things which are explicitly mentioned in the parsha of Yibam. But anything else partial Bia will not work for. So says the Gemara, that anything, essentially, we'll say any rights that the husband gives to the wife, a Yavam gives those same rights. So if the husband enabled her to eat truma, the Yavam also enables her to eat truma. Now we'll say, say a little bit differently. Any time that a Bia would allow a woman to eat something in the context of a, norm, of a normative marriage, it would enable her to do so in Yibam as well. So we'll say in a normal marriage, you need a complete Bia in order for a woman to eat Shuma. So so too by Yibam, you're going to require it as well. So here we go. Regular, right? A healthy woman, right? Rachel, totally normal. Marries Ruvain, totally normal. And he's a Kohen. And he's a Kohen. So now what happens? They did Erisim. But they didn't have a chance to do Nisuin ultimately until what? Until Ruvain became a Cheresh. Narbose lacks Das to affect Nisuin. What's Talacha? Eino Ochelas. Ultimately, she's unable to eat Truma. Narbose, just understand. She's unable to eat Truma even if what? Even if what? Even if they consummate their marriage. In other words, let's say now they have relations. So Ruvain the Kohen has relations with Rachel. They had, they had Erisin, but now he's a Chirish. Can a Chirish affect Nisuin? And the answer is no. Even though they're living together as husband and wife, right? They have relations. Halacha Rachel can't eat Truma. Now what happens? Mace. Now Ruvain dies. Vinafla lifnei Yavam Chirish. She falls before Shimon, now who's, who's a coin, obviously, but who's also a cheresh. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? Says the Gemara, Ochelas. Incredible. Now, she's, now she falls before Shimon. She has relations with Shimon. Now, so Shimon did yibum. Now, halacha lamaisa, she's permitted to eat truma. Wow. Obezu, yafek koach, yavam koach bal. I will say in this respect, halacha lamaisa. The Yavam is even stronger than the husband. So I'll say, because remember again, Bia with, Bia with Ruvain when he was a Cheresh was unable to affect Nisuin and unable to enable her to, and unable to allow her to eat Truma. Yet Bia with Shimon, her Yavam, who is a Cheresh, is able, is, is, allows her to eat Truma. So in this respect, Bia with the Yavam is even stronger than Bia with her husband. To which the Gemara says, "Bishlom of the Rav Metares Kedetares Meikara." So, according to Rav, this makes sense, right? Because Rav says that Halacha Lamaisa, a compromised bia, has the ability to affect Yibam. That's what that's what we've been saying this entire time. 
Look, you're right, just a moment. Almost right across in Rashi. I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So again, according to Rav, Rav holds in general that a compromised Bia affects complete Hebrew. That's all. But according to Shmuel, what is Shmuel going to say? According to Shmuel, is going to be a question. So let's go back to a little bit. So we're left, we're still left with this fundamental machlokis, Rav and Shmuel. And I say the fundamental machlokis is when you have a situation of a compromised bia or an incomplete bia, what does that bia do? According to, according to Rav, it fully works. Fully works. According to, and I will say, just so you understand, what's Rav's logic for saying? In this case, you must remember how this, how this conversation started. Conversation started by an initial bia. I will say again, what is an initial bia? We know what it's not. What, what isn't an initial bia? What isn't it? It's not a complete bia. Okay, so, right, so that, that's for our definitional purposes right now. That's how we're going to determine. So Rav says, look, by Yibam, we see that even, I will call it an imperfect bia works. Right? Even if they don't have kavana, even if it happens against someone's will. We've seen all of these cases. So even a partial bia is going to work as well and it affects complete marriage. Shmuel says no. It works, but it only works limited to those things that Allah are explicitly stated in the parsha of Yibum itself. So this is the fundamental machokis. And Abosai, the test case really became about truma. That, that really became the test case in all of this. Let's go a little bit weiter. Tan Rabbanon, I'll say, we're not finished with this. Tan Rabbanon, so the Gemara said, so I'll say, let me just tell you. So first of all, the way we pass, the Rabban Paskins is like Rav. is like Rav. That a compromised Bia, right? A partial Bia has the ability to go ahead and affect complete relations, right? Has the ability to affect complete relations. So I'll say, Sahalach this is incredibly important. That even, right, even, even a partial bia has the ability, we're going to define what partial bia means, has the ability to affect a complete, a complete yibum. A complete yibum. So says the Gimara. So we'll say, so again, we'll see the manifestations of that in just a little bit. So Tan Rabbanon, Basi Swapikachoshin so a normal healthy Bas Yisrael who had Eris into a coin who was normal and healthy. Below his pick, that was the case we had before. And what happens? He did not have a chance to go ahead and affect Nisuin until he became a Cheresh. So what's that? Ultimately, she's not allowed to teach Ruma because they never had, they never had Nisuin, complete Nisuin. No Lod Laben. Now, let's say, watch this case. Now, let's say they have a child. Because remember, again, the case in question over here is, although they only had Arison, they never was able to affect the halachic nisuin. They're living together as husband and wife. So she becomes pregnant and now has a child. What's the halacha? Ochalas. Listen to this. As a result of her son, her child, she's permitted to eat truma. Look at Rashi. No lod la ben ochalas. Bishvil benak yedichsiv. Vyelid beiso. Heim yochlu belachmo. So I both say, this is incredible. Even though this woman is not technically married in Nisuin to a Kohen, because she has a child with a Kohen, the child enables her to eat truma. 
Okay. Mes haben, let's say chas hashalom, the child dies. What happens now? Rabbi Nassim Omer Ochalas, Rabbi Nassim says she can continue to eat. Vecham the Chum say, Eino Ochalas, she's not permitted to continue to eat. So it says the Gemara, my time with Rabbi Nassim, what's Rabbi Nassim's logic? Amar Rabbi, Amar Hoyl, Shekvar Ochla. Rabbi Nassim's logic is like this, Rabbi say. Essentially, once you start eating truma, you have a license to continue. So once Halacha she was permitted to go ahead and start eating truma, ultimately we allow her to continue even though now her son has passed away. Amrali Abai, Abai says, one second. What about the case, I will say, of just the general Bas Yisrael, right? A Bas Yisrael marries a Kohen. So do, right now her husband dies. So Rabbi say, if she's no longer married to a Kohen, she's not allowed to eat truma. I, but Rabbi Nassim, if you're right, so why don't you say, well, once you start eating, you don't have to stop. So we say, because once again, she's with her. Rabbi say, again, just a stamp case of a Basi Yisraeli marries a Kohen. When she's married to a Kohen, she's permitted to eat truma. But so once her husband dies, she's no longer permitted to eat truma. So we don't, you see, we don't say that just because you start, you don't have to stop. Once the husband dies, she loses that entitlement. So why do, first, why line say in the bottom? Why do we say the same thing? Even though she had a son, once the son dies, Why do you allow, why do you allow the wife to continue to eat truma? Rabbi Nassim says like this. So again, now we're focused on a different, of a different case. Right? Same basic scenario, which was Rachel marries Shimon. They have, and Shimon, oh, sorry, Rachel marries Ruben. Ruben's a Kohen. They have Erisin. After Erisin, Shimon becomes a Cheresh. Sorry. Ruben becomes a Cheresh. Right? Deaf mute. Inability to affect Nisuin. Nevertheless, they live together as husband and wife. So I will say, because there's no Nisuin, she can't eat Truma. What's the, what's the interesting twist in this case? She becomes pregnant, has a child. As a result of a child, she's permitted to eat truma. Now, child dies. Does she have the right to continue to eat truma or not? Rabbi Nassim says yes. Chachamim say no. Chacham, I understand. Right? Why? Because it was the son, it was the child who was the license, gave the license to eat truma. The son is gone. She no longer has the right to eat truma. Rabbi Nassim. Why do you say she could continue to eat truma? Here we go. Tez the Gemara. Amr Rabbi Yosef, Chasar Rabbi Nassan. We'll say second wide line. The bottom of the Rav Amadalif. Chasar Rabbi Nassan. Nisui chirish ma'achilin b'truma. Wow. Rabbi Nassan holds. The Rav say Nisuin with a chirish enables a woman to go ahead and eat truma. Rav will say that, that's Rabbi Nassan's psak, which is pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. To which the words, And ultimately, again, Rabbi Nassim says that we're not concerned, we're not concerned that if we allow that you may come to go ahead and eat under circumstances of Kiddush Echerish. So I take a quick look at Rashi. First white line in Rashi. Kasar Rabbi Nassim Nisu Echerish. The Kidsha Kishu Bikeach. Ma'achilin B'Tshumad D'Mido Arais Mishas Erosin O'Chelas D'Chsev V'Chawin K'Yik N'Nefesh Kinyan Kaspo Hu Yochal Bamiyad V'Rabbanan Hu D'Gaz Yad Shetikhanis D'Chupo Mishum G'Zer Shami Yimzegu Lo Kos B'Veis Avia V'Tash G'Achal I will say incredible. I will say Mido Oraisa This is really fascinating. Mido Oraisa Really, a woman who marries a Kohen should be permitted to eat truma immediately after Kiddushin. Kiddushin. Why don't we allow women to eat truma after Kiddushin? Because what are we concerned about? We're concerned about the following. In Kiddushin, they're not living together. 
So we're concerned, what's going to go, what's going to happen? She's going to go over to her father-in-law's house, right? She's going to spend some time with her cousin in her father-in-law's house. She's going to eat truma there. They had kiddush, she's going to eat truma. She may end up taking what? Some leftovers back to her home, give to her family who are not Kohanim, and go ahead and give them truma. Therefore, Chazal said, in order to avoid that, we say that a woman after Kiddushin can't eat truma until Nisun, until she's living in her husband's home. Sidef Rabbi Rabbi Nosson says, in the case of a Chiresh, where again, it's halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, where Kiddushin was done, and Kiddushin was done with a husband who was totally healthy and totally able, halacha lamaisa, even though he became a Chiresh before Nisun, we allow her to go ahead and eat truma, because that is the da'oraisa. That's incredible, Abbasai. And we're not concerned that if we allow you to eat truma after Kiddushin, that you may come to go ahead and even eat truma with Kiddushin with a Kherish as well. Because I will say, obviously, if in the case in question the husband was a Kherish at the time of Kiddushin, there's no Kiddushin at all and nothing to talk about, truma would be obviously illegal. Because that should be illegal. If that's the case, if that's the case, no love ben why do you even need the case of where she had a son? <laughs> to which the Gemara says, and others are both saying, halacha lamaisa, Rabbi Nassim Sheet is predicated on something, something totally different, which is that midarais yilati truma after kiddushin. So in a case where the husband became a cheresh, Rabbi Nassim essentially allows her to eat truma because halacha lamaisa, she's not living with this man. Why do you even have to bring in the case of a son? To which the Gemara is Mishum Rabbanon. That was for the Rabbanon, because we'll say the Rabbanon don't allow you to go ahead and eat Truma after Kiddushin. So I wasn't, why doesn't Rabbi Nassan go ahead and argue them in the initial case? Rabbi Nassan allows the Rabbanon to finish up their argument, and then he argues on them. If that's the case, why doesn't the Mishnah say, Bryce say, if the son died, you can't eat. Rabbi Nassan, Omar al-Khalas, Rabbi Nassan says, you can eat. Enachinami kasha. Dead Rabosai is a kasha as well. Rabosai, halach in this case, the way we, well, so we paskin like this case actually, that halach halamaisa, Rabosai, we paskin that a woman does not eat truma after kiddushin, right? Even though midoraisa, a woman can eat truma after kiddushin. We paskin that she does not eat truma until nisuin, for the concern espoused over here. Perhaps she will take truma back to her home and eat it there with her family, which would be problematic. Halach halamaisa, if you have a case where she got married to a Kohen, right? Erosin was what? He was totally pikeach, totally fine. Then he becomes a cheresh, right? And therefore they're unable to affect nisuin. As we saw before, she is unable to eat truma. However, if halacha she has a child with this kohen cheresh, the existence of that child allows her to go ahead and eat truma. Incredible. Let's go back there. The Mishnah said the same way that initial bia works for Yibam, it works for other Arayos as well. Amr of Amram, Hamilson Amr of Sheshes, the Bosnian of Sheshes said the following statement to us, and he enlightened us from the Mishnah. What did he say? Here we go. Aishis, we'll say, fascinating halacha. Aishis, he saw Shinensa, Apa Pishim Uteris Labaila, Psuda Lakuna. So we'll say, listen to this. If a wife of Yisrael, so a woman, right? Rachel is married to Ruvain, and they're regular Yisraelim. And Rachel, unfortunately, again, is violated. She's violated. So let's say the wife of Yisrael, if she's violated, still remains permitted to her husband. However, if Reuven were to now die, and she's in Ammana, she cannot marry a Kohen. Why can't she marry a Kohen? 
as a result of that act of violation. Even though a widow can marry a Kohen, because she was violated by a man, she's not allowed to marry a Kohen. Now we'll see why that is. We'll see why that is. So the Gemara says, Tanatuna, and it's based on our Mishnah. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says over here, well, let's, let's go on the Gemara. So the Gemara says, so the Mishnah said, and so to someone who has relations with any of the Arayos in the Torah, or Psulos, my Vichain, they will say, what's the Vichain in the Mishnah? So my love, does it not mean whether it's a case of Shogig, whether it's a case of Mezid? And it makes no difference. We'll say by Yibum, whether Yibum was done willingly, unwillingly, vikatani pasla. And I will say you see from here that what even unwilling bia makes a woman apostle to kahuna. So I will say that's how the Gemara is reading the Mishnah over here. The same way that Allah says an unwilling bia affects Yibum, so to an unwilling bia will make a woman psula lekahuna. To which the Gemara says, no, that's not what it's saying. My v'chein, Rose, what does v'chein mean? Ara. So I will say, it means ara the same way that only an, a, a partial act of Bia affects Yibum. So, so to a partial act of Bia is usher by Arayos. The Bible says, let's say a man only has an initial act of Bia by a woman who is prohibited him because she's one of the Arayos. Even though it's not a complete act of Bia, that'll be usher as well. To which the Gemara says, well, let's analyze this. Har deman. So I'll say, what are you going to say? Same way that partial bia works by Yibom, so partial bia is going to work ultimately by Arayos. Are you saying then that we learn out, we learn out Arayos from Yibom? That's not true, so we don't learn out Arayos from Yibom, we learn out Yibom from Arayos. So we'll say, what is Vechein? Shalokidarka. So the Shalokidarka means the same way that Bia Shalokidarka works to affect Yibum, so too Bia Shalokidarka works to affect Arayos. When I say works to affect Arayos, what that means is the same way that Bia Shalokidarka ultimately goes ahead and affects Yibum, Bia Shalokidarka will be Asr Ba'arayos as well. Adarabba, Shabbos said, is just the opposite. In other words, Iker Mishkebeisha Ba'arayos Ksib. Shabbos said, the fact that Bia Shalokidarka is Bia is learned out from Arayos, not from Yibum. So, Rather, I will say the Vechein must be what? That even Bia Shalokidarka, by, by relationships that are even prohibited by a love, will still be Aser. In other words, I will say, let's say, for example, a Kohen has Bia Shalokidarka with a Grusha. So, that's a love. That's a love. You might have thought, I guess the Havamina is that perhaps you would have thought Bia Shalokidarka is not Bia by Chavi Lavin. Kamash Malan it is. Therefore, I both say the, the teaching or the, say, the extrapolation that Rav Sheshis wanted to meet from the Mishnah did not work. Did not work. But I both say, but we are back. So therefore, the Vechain, the Vechain of the Mishnah, so to the Mishnah, comes to teach me that the same way that Halacha Lamaisa, a compromised Bia, works by Yipom. Compromised bia will quote unquote work in other prohibited relationships as well. So, for example, I both say by arayos, a partial bia, a compromised bia will ultimately make you in violation of arayos. And by just like bia shalokidarka works by yibum, bia shalokidarka will quote unquote work, i.e., will be usher even by chavi lavin. 
But I will say, watch this. I'm a Rava. Now, I will say, now, now that we introduced this other concept over here about halacha l'maysa v'gmar, we're not going to get to it very much today, but halacha l'maysa v'gmar introduced this fascinating concept now. Well, let's read. I'm a Rava. If a wife of a Kohen was violated. So I will say, Reuben is married to Rachel. And Reuben is a Kohen. Reuben is a Kohen. His wife was violated. What's the halacha? Lokim, so I will say, the wife of a Kohen who was violated the Kohen is no longer permitted to remain married to his wife. Now we're going to see the mechanics of that. Why is that? It certainly sounds like such a, sounds like a very difficult halacha to understand. So the Gemara says, Loke ala mishum zona. Ultimately, again, if he lives with her, he is in violation of having relations with the zona. Now I will say, let, let me just mention this. We'll have to stop over. We're going to start at... Uh, we're going to start early tomorrow. We're going to start at 4.30 a.m. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a short, it's a, you'll see, it's, a, it's actually, it's a very short Ahmed Bayes. We're fine for tomorrow. It's a tiny, it's a tiny little Ahmed Bayes. So we'll say, we'll stop here for today. We'll say, what we're going to do, and we'll stop, we'll pick up with this case tomorrow. But what we're going to see in tomorrow's Dafra Bosai is a total new definition and reimagining of the concept of Zona. See, I will say, in our mind, the concept of Zona refers to a woman who engages in some type of immoral, illicit relationship. That's absolutely what it means. What we're going to see is the Gemara is going to reframe this concept and it's going to refer to a situation of a woman who has relations with any man with whom she cannot affect halachic marriage. And with that new definition, we're going to see the impact of that, even Rahman al-Islam in the cases of where a woman is violated and the impact of that on her marriage with a Kohen, with the Yisrael. Emirat Hashem to be continued to Arab Osai. Shkoyach.